Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's me, Gianna. I'm here alone, but Bradshaw is joining me in just a moment along with a new guest. Today, we have on Calvin Corzine, who is a yoga teacher based out in LA. He used to teach at Yoga Works, where I've actually had the pleasure of taking his classes a few years back. And now he's involved with Camp, which is a really awesome studio that Bradshaw and I recently visited, and we plan to go back soon. So you'll hear him talk about that. But you may know Calvin from his Instagram, maybe Aloe or Aloe Moves. And, you know, he's had his feet in the game for quite some time. And recently, his Instagram polls that he's been putting on his stories have been really intriguing, Bradshaw and I. He's been asking his large social social media following about what they think about the yoga industry in many different ways. For example, he'll ask, you know, why they practice yoga or how much he thinks a yoga studio should make in profits per year. Um, Little nuanced questions about their preferences in a teacher. And he polls his teacher friends too about what they're looking for in a studio where they work and share their yoga teachings. So a lot of this, of course, is things we talk about on the podcast. And we thought, why not have Calvin on? Let's talk about his findings and let's just get to really bond over being a teacher right now and um, see what he has to say. And so it was a lot of fun. You definitely have to stick around till the very end because I think he tells one of the most hilarious stories I have ever heard any yoga teacher have. So definitely listen all the way through. And let us know what you think. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe because I don't think we've gotten a review in a while and it's actually kind of rude. So do that. Here it is. Enjoy the conversation. Hey, Calvin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I just want to start off pretty basic because I know you have a big following, but we have a big, I feel like Bradshaw and I are the gateway to the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing so you guys are like the art in st louis yes yeah, 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 yeah. we're not in st louis though we are not mormons we are in chicago illinois Wait, like, is, not saint, in chicago. is st louis st. louis mormon? is like yeah aren't there like tons of mormons in st louis no that's where's st. i just think midwest and that, and that arc i'm like yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that thing is like um actually a national park but i forgot what it's called it's also a national treasure Okay. Just like us. Is it okay. I don't know. I really don't know. Have you ever spent time in the Midwest? Uh, my my grandpa and my mom are from St. Louis, actually. Oh. Um, okay. But my we spent a little time there, but we don't hang out there. You know, my my grandpa now lives here. Uh, I was actually just outside of Chicago teaching earlier this year in Glencoe. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, great, because like my friends call it like, well, like my friends refer to Chicago as like Chirac right now, because it's just like gnarly in the proper. 
But I was like, oh, it was absolutely lovely. What are you talking about? I had the greatest time. It was safe. Yeah, I think there's a lot. lot. Glen Close also (laughs) an extremely rich neighborhood outside of Chicago. I got that, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of money there. Also, I mean, I think that there's a lot of, I think a lot of people associate, obviously, crime with Chicago. I've lived here for 12 years. Before that, I was in Philadelphia, and before that, I was in Rhode Island. Uh, I've never, I felt unsafe in Chicago ever. Chicago is massive, number one. And number right. two, um, and this is problematic, it's also extremely segregated. And yeah. a lot of the crimes totally. are in, like, certain parts of the uh, of Chicago. But it is amazing, and you should come and... Uh, experience it because as Chicago, as Gianna knows, I'm a big Chicago. Yeah, he will sing Chicago's praises all day long. I love Chicago. Don't hate on the audience for any of this, but I definitely like I had a little bout in California and South Florida as well. I kind of float around, but I'm originally from New York. So I'm just like triangulating around the country, I think. <laughs> Wait, you mean a name like Gianna Gambino comes from New York? That's shocking. I know, it's shocking. <laughs> You should hear her family talk. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I love that. Like my mom's best friend, we joke, my stepdad is from Long Island. And uh, when he's around, like when he's around New Yorkers, it comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And he yeah, starts yeah, yeah. talking like this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, keep going. This is great. But normally, not at all. It's kind of are you Are you from the West Coast? Me. I'm from LA, yeah. I okay, was born right. here. Okay. Okay, nice. John and I were out there. Uh, when were we out there? We did a retreat. We did in a Joshua retreat Tree. in Joshua Tree. So we spent some time in LA. Well, he had never been to LA and I've been there like a million times. So I was like kind of showing him around, but we were really, I only really showed him around the, I guess the West side. We were in like Venice and we stayed in well, that's where I live, yeah. Culver City and all of that. Uh, and we went to camp. So I was going to. So are you a business partner of camp or like, do you, um, you, do you like, what's your association with them? I, so I am, but I'm not an owner. Like I, I have like a minority sweat equity partner, okay. you know, okay. like basically I have a, a, a profit share uh, with them and like stock okay. in it, but I'm not nice. an owner. So I kind of like feel like you got to be careful with different wording on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're associated, you're associated with them. I am a part of, I'm a part of it for sure. And I run yeah. the yoga program. Um, Camp is an interesting thing. So I taught for many, many years um, at a place called Yoga Works. I've taken one of your classes there. At Main Street? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was, it was awesome. Um, So my mom's best friend, um, do you know who Vinny Marino is? I've taken a couple of his classes. I would take, so I spent a summer in LA. I was mainly practicing there and I was taking your class, Vinny's class, and Vitas. Is that his name? Yeah, Vitas yeah. is great. Yeah. Super smart. So you three mainly. Yeah. So we all really took up the majority of that schedule at, at Main Street. Um, and that's where I kind of grew up doing yoga for the most part, or where I started doing what I call real yoga. Um, and then uh that's so that my teacher basically got me into teaching at Yoga Works. And then during COVID and the pandemic, um, Yoga Works is a business was shit you know like i think they had one profitable year and then they Mm. tried to go public and that tanked and um it's interesting because when it originally yoga works was like the brand and it had this integrity and this sense of teaching that was it like that's where you wanted to teach and then it just kind of slowly changed and um and they just like didn't really foster or nurture talent they kind of hung on to 
some of the talent they had and and it is what it is, right? I mean, I had an amazing time to get up there for like 10, 11 years. It was fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But during COVID, they went bankrupt again. And um, my friends called me and they're like, hey, just so you know, we're in the process of buying Yoga Works. And I was like, dope. That's awesome. I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then I started to hear a little bit more about it. And I was like, all right, cool. And basically, the long and the short of it is it fell through not because of them, because of some people internally, um, the sale. Mm. And so these are my good friends at this point. And they would come out and practice a lot. And I just, I didn't know them too well, but I was getting to know them. I'd known them for years, as I'm sure you kind of understand with your students, you like know people, but you don't know yeah. them, right? You're yeah. like, you get your impression, which I feel like is awesome. So I'm like, oh, this, these are good people, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so they're all bummed and they're like, well, they're you know they've been planning this out and and what they're going to rebrand with and this and that and they kind of called me a bunch to talk about it and then they're like well what about what about camp and they had told me about camp and I was just like well what about camp you know um and they were like well what do you think about maybe opening a camp in LA and I was like I'm I'm interested like but you know I feel like as you know like you're so weary about big steps in anything mm-hmm. when they're for someone else especially in yeah. the yoga industry right yeah yeah i mean like i've i've been filming online for damn near my whole career and i've been fucked over by so many companies yeah um and all these other things where you're just weary but like i also have this interesting thing like a high tide floats all boats like if you put content online put it everywhere like don't put mm-hmm. all your eggs in one basket diversify the more people see you, if you're genuinely putting forth a product that helps people, you're doing a service. Like it's good. And you're putting yourself out there. Um, I digress. Mm-hmm. So coming back. So I was like, I'm interested. I want to come see it. And I'll only do it if my friend Tiffany is involved. Tiffany mm-hmm. Russo. So she runs uh, all the camps now. But she was um, Annie Carpenter's main like protege person that would lead yeah. Annie's trainers. Yeah. So Vinny was like my mentor and Annie was Tiffany's mentor. And mm-hmm. we became really close friends over the years. She's like a Lakers fan and just like a tough bitch. So it's not like, like say it how it says it, how it is. And I feel like mm-hmm. not a lot of people that like some people think they are like that, but like true, just like honesty, I love. And so I was like, I'll do it if she's involved and, and we got to come check it out. And like, make sure the money's right. But make sure like we have some faith in this idea. And we were both pretty like, look, we're going to go check out Florida. <laughs> we'll see. And then mm-hmm. we went and we were like, this is fucking awesome. It's yeah. really just like the vibe of like people wanting to be there. And like, I think community has become such a cliche word. Mm-hmm. But like, it was kind of just like people that want to be there on Friday night to take a class because they're maybe not going out like in your age group or like just like people that are happy to be there. And I, I the vibe where I used to teach was like very like it was a little bit highbrow at times like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. only going to take my teacher. My teacher said this. And and although yeah. it was a school, which I love it, like, you know, there was a lot of teachers in there like you would joke like people elbowing to get their spots or like, Mm -hmm. oh, so-and-so's students are like the trolls, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, you know, you want to be, people take stuff so seriously. And we're like, this is like fun. This is cool. And then we're like, all right. And we talked a little bit about like, what it would mean financially. And we made it, we made it work. Um, 
And then we're like, well, what the fuck? How are we going to, how are we going to do this? We need to find a space in LA. And mm-hmm. so we kept looking and they're like, well, we wanted to, they wanted to originally get the yoga work space on Montana. And I was like, no, don't do it. It's, that's mm-hmm. not our demographic. And we kept looking and some things fell through. And then I called and I was like, I found the spot. Uh, and I sent them the address and they're like, we called, they're not up for lease. And I was like, that's the spot. Like, don't take mm-hmm. no for an answer. And then they said, no, they said, no. And, uh, and then my friend had rented one of the, the garages on the property to open a jujitsu academy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I found out that the gym had got busted for letting people in during COVID and they got fined. And I was mm-hmm. like, call them back, call them back. And they're like, it's not the spot, Calvin, get, give up. And like, I'm kind of like, I can be pestery when I have, when I'm mm-hmm. headstrong about things. And so over and over, I was like, just call them back. And finally we got this spot. Um, we got a lease and we were like, all right. And then we're like, oh fuck, now we got to really figure out what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so we put together the teachers and then we opened. And the idea was to have a pop-up for three months, summer camp, because it's a yeah. three building property. And that summer camp stayed open for two years because we had to get the city of Santa Monica, which just sucks with building to build out the whole property. And now we're in this space where it's been really amazing. We have four rooms, uh, One's a yoga room, a circuit, a stations, a sculpt. Um, That's the one that we went to, right, G? Well, we went, but I'm wondering if we didn't go after the completion because now the we renovations. We just opened the completion of like okay. a, a month okay, ago. Okay, that's why. Yeah, because it was only one. It was one like massive. Yeah, room. you went to summer camp. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. It's a, it's a fucking jungle gym, right? Yeah, um, but, but it was still really still cool. happy to be there. And it was oh, so yeah. Happy. Yeah. 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 When we go back, we'll be able to go. We'll be there in September. Oh, yeah. Again. Now Sweet. we have like this beautiful yoga room with like heated court floors, one open air wall. That's it's awesome. like it's really, really nice. Um, yeah. And so I I run the yoga program. And so I was like, all right, what what am I going to do here? And it was like this like way of like I, I kind of joke that a lot of the teachers like that that I that I love and that I'm close with. It's kind of like a modern style of yoga. It's so different, mm-hmm. right? If you're smart, yeah. you should be picking from different things. You should always be studying. And like, it's not like a template anymore or the template is evolving, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. who do I want to work with? You know, this is like a really cool thing. So I got to like call some of my good friends who are like, have been teaching a long time. I was like, hey, do you want to teach a couple classes? And uh, mm-hmm. so Tiffany's been teaching a really long time and she was involved already. And then I called my, one of my best friends, Dice, uh, he teaches for Apple now. He taught for Yoga mm-hmm. Glow. He's yeah. an amazing teacher. And I was like, Dice, uh, or no, I was like telling him about it because I know him so well that I just told him about what we were doing. And he was like, oh, cool. And I know like he's one of those people where everyone's asking him for things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't <laughs> ask him. I was yeah. just telling him about it. And I let him, be, and finally he's like, dude, I'd like to teach a couple classes there. I said, yes, <laughs> I know you that well. You're in. Yeah. Well, you know, and then guys, one of my friends, Brock, who's been teaching. Because what? I was going to say that you, do both of you kind of come from like the FRC world or like you've experienced a lot of that work? No, we both come from LA and yoga works and just hustling, you know? Did you, do, oh yeah, no, did you do FRC though? Because I know he incorporates a lot oh, of yeah. like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, totally. So um, I came across Hunter Hunter, you know, Hunter Fitness, uh, the, the FRC guy. Yeah, I've, t- I've taken yeah. the FRC training. Yeah. Yeah, I came across him a couple years back and I I did like a package of privates with him and I mm-hmm. just like was not ready, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I yeah, did it, yeah, yeah. but I was like, I don't know. 
And then FRC started to get bigger. And then me and Dice would drive down once a week and take FRC or kin stretch with him. And yeah. we were like, this is awesome. And then we did uh, FRC and Tiffany actually came along. Um, and FRC is like, like, in like future trainings I'm doing, like I would love to require my students to take mm-hmm. FRC. Take I feel like training. for $900, yeah. that piece of information, even though none of it's new, let's mm-hmm. not hit ourselves. But yeah. the way they package that info is so user-friendly to mm-hmm. understand like mobility or adaptations or like, you know, cause and effect in like what you're teaching and doing. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so we would always kind of like integrate in there um, our stuff. And I think our styles definitely started to evolve once we started doing that. Mm-hmm. But we're also like nerds. Like he humors me all the time. I call him like once a week. I'm like, all right, humor me. I got this question. He's like, bro, I got like 15 minutes for you. <laughs> and like all of our weird little things. But yeah, I think um, FRC definitely changed the game for a lot of people. Yeah. I just, I, I love FRC and I love, I, I love taking kin stretch, mm-hmm. but I, I wish the community could be more open-minded. I agree. I went and I, cause I did the FRC and then I was going to do the kin stretch, but then you have to like pay for the certification to like do the kin stretch. And I'm like, if I know what the content is and I can go take kin stretch classes, it doesn't make sense for me to pay for another training and then pay to be able to use the kin stretch kind of. That, well, that's, I did, I did the kin stretch training and I was just like, dude, this is like, I paid you another, whatever, 900 yeah. bucks. Um, and it's like you're learning their template for implementing FRC in a group class. And then if you want to use the word kin stretch, you're paying a monthly fee. Yeah. It just feels a little bit like culty, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels a little I can pyramid take, scammy to me. In my, you know, I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, you know, and then like I even joke like sometimes like I'll talk to Hunter or other people and they're like, you know, I keep seeing kin stretch stuff pop up in yoga classes all over. I'm like, first of all, you don't take yoga classes, so you don't. You see, yeah, it on the yeah. <laughs> but also like I paid to learn this information. And if yeah. you really care about people, why would you have an issue with me implementing something or a concept Absolutely. into what mm-hmm. I'm teaching? Right. That that's the, or like functional patterns. Like I saw yeah. that and I was like, that shit looks dope. And my buddy's like, try to apply. So we tried to apply and they're like, do you like, basically it's all these questions of what you do. And then are you willing to stop doing them? You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do yoga. Mm-hmm. And like, also it's like yoga is this blanket term now. Yeah. Like, what do you mean when you say you can't do yoga? Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. mean you're loosening the joints? What, like, what class are you taking? You know, like, is it power? Is it vinyasa? Is it mm-hmm. a yin class? Is it restorative? Like what, who's the person? Like, what's their training? What is their vibe? What's their style? It's also really interesting for someone, let's say, that's in the FRC world that knows nothing about yoga. And like you're saying, they're using yoga as such a blanket term, yeah. which is just like, what style of yoga are you talking about? Like you were just saying, yeah. like you like it's 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 very like misinformed um, when someone's just kind of like, well, you know, it's yoga. And I'm like, well, it's yoga is very, very, very complex. <laughs> totally. And And to be fair, I think a big part of the misinformation comes from our end. Oh as, my as, God. Are you kidding? You know, yes. it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, like I did a poll today. I do all these like polls lately on Instagram and ask questions. And yeah, like, I want to talk about this. We're very, we're very interested <laughs> about your polls. We're like, okay. he, he said another poll. What are the answers? What are the answers? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, but like, you know, it's like this world where people try to mark 
market themselves. And it's like all SEO catchwords. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, yes, yes, you yes, know, yes. how many teachers do you hear talk about mobility in their class? I'm like, bro, yeah. you are not teaching mobility. Yeah. You're using an FRC concept in a one-off movement, which you can't create adaptations by doing something once, twice, three times. It's a long term. So unless yeah. you're doing cars as your warm-up for every class, yes. unless you're doing yeah, yeah. the same liftoff, every week you're not teaching mobility it's like mobility inspired movement it might mm-hmm. be more functional in nature i would use the term more stability mm-hmm. um but it's you know all of a sudden you hear these catch words and it's like mm-hmm. like when we used to hear like oh yeah you're twisting you're wringing out your organs yeah like, you're no, detoxifying you're <laughs> what are you talking about yeah yeah you know we're on the same page. We always try yeah. to debunk some of those things. And it oh, just yeah. kind of sucks because of the oral tradition of yoga. And like you were saying at yoga works, like once a student base catches a specific teacher that has a reputation and maybe some years under their belt, then these things get like passed down without any questions asked. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think this is something that we that I, personally, I, I've been teaching for like a decade and like, I have, I, I feel jaded sometimes. Right. Uh, in uh, like in terms of like the verbiage and the thing, the cues that are said over and over and over again, where I, like, yeah, like, I want to debunk those things because I'm just Draw like, the shoulder this... blades down the back. Oh, when the yeah. Arms are overhead. yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it kills us. <laughs> You're like, homie, it's called upward fucking rotation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, let the outer seams of your shoulders lift, you know, like tuck your tailbone and chair lift. You have to lift your big toes and chair, yeah. you know, square your hips, all these things. And we. We, uh, J- uh, Gian and I did our 500 hour with Jason Crandall. Uh, and J- I love him, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he, we love him too. But he's he does a really, really good job. He's so smart at like being like, Well, this isn't true, this is actually what's going on, but without being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, unless you, know him re- unless you know him really well, and like, because you can like kind of see through, you know, the way that he kind of relays information, but yeah. he's kind of like, a, I don't you think so, G, like a master at being like, Well, that's not really happening, but this is, you know, yeah, he, he, he's very diplomatic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, he's also a nerd. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the in the good sense of the word. Like he's yeah. evolving and learning. So if you're if you're always seeking out information, then mm-hmm. your opinions are gonna change. That's of like course. being an adult, right? Of course. And so you can tell the people who don't seek out new information because yes. they mm-hmm. stay stuck in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's really awesome. I love I mean, I'm a nerd by nature. I'm always like trying to learn something. Me too. Um and so when I hear him talk, I'm like, oh, this is cool. And he loves jujitsu now, which mm-hmm. I feel like so many like yoga people have gotten into. I think he loves jujitsu more than yoga. Yeah. I think he oh, likes jujitsu I mean, more than yoga. I do too. 100%. percent <laughs> you know, yeah. wow, my buddy Dice got into it. He's obsessed. Um, it's like, it's a very, very amazing compliment uh, to, to yoga for sure. Do you know, I grew up but doing- coming back. Sorry. Did you? I love that. Yeah, I literally, well, my dad was a sensei. He would like go to Japan and like train he, Japanese jujitsu, not Japanese Brazil. jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and he like forced me into it until I, until I, he forced me into <laughs> until it. I got, until I got boobs and I didn't like wearing, <laughs> gi, I you're like, I'm done. I tapped you're out. like, you're like, I have boobs. I'm not doing this yeah, anymore. I, was like, I can't do yeah. this. Anymore. I can't do this anymore. 
<laughs> Sorry. But I, a... No, no, you're good. Similar. I mean, I'm, we, this is not similar. We're kind of switching directions, but I wanted to get back to <laughs> the, uh, the discussion about your Instagram and specifically all of these questions that you're asking on Instagram, because it's been sparking a ton of conversation for Gianna and I. Yeah. Um, specifically, just because we these are things that she and I talk about all of the time, um, you know, one-on-one. So he's calling me like, what do you think about this? I'm like pricking my ring because I'm the more nerdy one. That mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'll call Tiffany about stuff and she's like, I, <laughs> all day about work. Like I, I'm just yeah. like, I'm, I'm, when I'm in on something, I'm in on it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. So I've been doing these polls and I just find like, there's, there's something about, first of all, like, what you're saying right now, like you, you probably have a lot of the conversations that I think, right. Mm-hmm. You think like there's very few original thoughts. There's very few mm-hmm. original movements. Like we take things from other things and whatever my experience is, is probably not that unique. Yeah, You know, it's like kind of like, let's have some humility and say like, we probably all go through similar stuff. Like your first time you get your heart broken. No one knows what it's like. No one knows. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what it's like. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting to like, first of all, I, I do it a lot to learn yeah. like, why people think what they think mm-hmm. and to get an idea of what's out there in our world, in our mm-hmm. yoga, fitness, whatever it is world. Um, and it's interesting because I have a, a, a decent student base that answers I know a lot of teachers, so I know teachers and I run a yoga program. So I don't have a problem asking questions that I probably shouldn't. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Right. I don't think that there are any questions that you shouldn't ask. I think they spark a great discussion. And I think you're leaving it open-ended enough where you're not like pushing an agenda. Exactly. You're just like, hey, here's the question. What's going on? What do you think? Well, exactly. But also I think it's nice like, instead of just a grumpy teacher to be mm. like somebody who has different aspects of it all to be willing to talk about these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I think that's so like point. I see people and they're like, Hey, you, you run a studio. Like that's really dope that you're talking about teacher pay, you know, whereas normally yeah, you're yeah. like, I got to shut my mouth. Cause then my teachers yeah. are going to ask for more money. Of course. Or whatever. <laughs> um, and, and it's also just really interesting to like hear people's logic. Like yeah. the outliers crack me the fuck up, right? Where oh, you're yeah, like, bro, you don't actually believe that. My friends will troll. I get a good laugh out of that. But mm-hmm. just like starting to understand overall themes in what people think about our business, our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do in many ways look at what we do as a service industry. So the more yeah. information I can get from the students, the better. So like mm-hmm. when we teach, like especially workshops, right? Like if I teach workshops, I... I have this like thought process where it's like, I have to give you the candy, right? So if I have two hours, whatever you're there for is the candy, whether it's the mobility or the abs, or even in a class, I have to give you the candy. And as long as I give you the candy, I can give you all the broccoli I want because Mm -hmm. you're down, you know? And so a lot of like what I'm asking is just starting to figure out where people are at when I ask questions, like what should I change in my class template for right now? Mm-hmm. What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? Um, and I just like, it's very interesting to hear people's takes. Like, I think if you followed along last week, based on yeah. some of the questions, it's like, there's this crazy thing where 
I, I don't even like the term yogis. I think it's silly. <laughs> I don't even quite honest. We literally talked about that two episodes. I was like, I do not like yeah. that term. So, so yoga students are yes. highbrow about what they do. Yes. Yes. Especially the style in which they practice too. That gets oh, even totally. more highbrow. Yeah. But they undervalue what they should pay compared to fitness. Yes. So like there's such a catch 22 in what people say. And yes, does a lot of that come down to just historically people don't pay much for yoga. Um, and also some people can't pay much. I understand like mm, these mm, things the are, thing. but like, if you're like, what I do is so much more than fitness. And is it, it can be, you know, but mm -hmm. like, I see more people walk out of a yoga class and light a cigarette than people that walk out of a meditation class. <laughs> Straight up. Right. <laughs> so if you want to talk like spirituality or like a breathwork class or like some of these other kind of like bigger issues with our community as well, where there's like yeah. power dynamics. Um, but then like, you're like, well, I should pay five, $10 a class. And you're yeah. like, okay, well, as a business that doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. You're just like, that's cool, but it, you're not gonna, I can't, I can't survive as a business. Um, yeah. And, and, and then there's all these other like flip sides to this. So like you go to coffee, if, if you go get coffee in the morning, mm -hmm. do you feel that you're personally responsible for the livelihood of the barista? No, probably not. If you go to yeah. a restaurant, same thing, but, and, and I don't think the barista feels like you're personally, but I hear all these yoga teachers that feel like the students are personally liable for your livelihood. Um, mm. And, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, as a consumer, your goal is to get the best quality for the best price of what you do. Mm -hmm. And the studio has to pay you your, your boss is responsible for your livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. I just think there's like, there's so much ego in our yoga world that I think yeah. it's just interesting to listen to people's takes on things and why they can and can't justify paying this versus that. And uh, it's just fascinating yeah. to me. Human nature is very interesting. You know, it was really interesting. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with Calvin's polls, like a couple of weeks ago, in which the one that made me message you is I was shocked because you had asked people to yeah. rank, you'd ask yoga teachers to rank what's most important in finding a studio to teach at? Is it clout, community, mentorship, or compensation? And almost all of these yoga teachers put compensation as last. So many of them put that as the like number four, like least important or whatever. But then- I think, Gian, I just want to say, I think that that's bullshit. I think there are people that are not answering. They're just lying. <laughs> I 100% think, so think that they're lying. And they're like, well, I'm, I know good, some of the people. I'm such a good, you know, yeah. I'm a young so I'm going to say mentorship first because I need more like I think it's complete and utter bullshit anyone who says that pay is not the most important thing in a job I think is lying yeah maybe yeah but but mentorship should be up there and I don't think most people put mentorship as one um, mm -hmm. and I got some very interesting questions or answers about that like hey I would love mentorship if there was someone in my area that I could really feel like I learned from yeah that was that was us I was like there's no uh, there was a, there's a studio in Chicago that, that's actually still open but it's very much like how yoga works I imagine was it's kind of the same kind of elite yoga studio teachers very right. well known in Chicago were teaching there on a local level yoga yoga works on, had its footprint all over the country all over the I know, I know. I'm just saying that a lot of those teachers that were like teachers, teachers, 
don't teach anymore. Yeah. 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 Like there, oh, there's totally. a new generation of teachers that are coming up. Like there's not, and I, I'm not saying that Gian and I are like, oh, we're the be all end all. I'm just saying that a lot of the teachers that are teaching have been teaching for two years. It's a rarity to find teachers in the city that have actually been teaching for a decade. Oh yeah. Or that pursue further education and then update. Yeah. And that yeah. also yeah, it's like, like that, that pool is very, very small and probably smaller in Chicago than it is in LA. Okay. I've been traveling to LA and San Francisco for yeah. my, like when I need to fill up my cup with like mentors, I go to LA or San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I grew Plus up doing yoga warm. in New York. I'm not going, I used to go to Jiva Mukti. I don't care to name drop them. I will never go to, I mean, it's closed down, but I'm not going there anymore. Like, <laughs> like I'm also looking for different things now. All right. So, so, okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. And then let's talk about something else and then circle back to your answer. So you can kind of stew on it. Okay. <laughs> um, you talked about teachers that have been around for like 10 years, right? Sure. And most of them are fucking grumpy, right? Yeah. <laughs> because they feel undervalued. So now I, I'm going to use the word deserve, but it's not the correct word. So forgive me for using the wrong word. Who's mm -hmm. to say after eight, 10, 12 years, somebody still deserves to teach yoga if they're not successful in a, in a, mm. in a platform that is performance-based, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just think about that one. But coming back to what you were just saying, um, mm -hmm. the generation is different. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm the oldest 39 year old you've ever met. I am a dinosaur in my thought process <laughs> a lot on this sort of stuff. Um, because growing up teaching for us, you taught 20 classes a week, 25 yeah. classes yeah. a week. You took everything. And you knew where you wanted to be. So I always wanted to be at Yoga Works, but I taught everywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and if you got a class that you could sub at Yoga Works, you subbed out your regular class. Yeah, to teach you it. jumped yes. on it. And, yes. and you mentored and you were willing to grind. I can't tell you how many yes. years I made $30,000, you know, mm -hmm. and in LA, like it just broke where like, even like my mom's like, do you want me to buy you groceries this week? I'm like, thank God. Yes, please. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, and and there's that grind mentality that I don't see, right? No. It's a different mm -hmm. world. Um, and I have like reservations where I'm like, fuck, people are lazy. People yes. are fucking lazy, right? We like, say this all the time, all these new teachers, all these new teachers yeah, are like, I want the 6 p.m. class. And it's like, you fucking have never taught before. I don't yeah. want to sound like Kim Kardashian though. <laughs> Remember yeah. that meme? Like yeah, people like, don't want to work. work. Yeah. Get your fucking ass up and work. work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like they'll do a two or 300 and then that's it. And like, for yeah. me, it's like for years, you take a different training every year, even if it's yeah. just a workshop series, like you need yeah. some form of a lens. Um, mm -hmm. But there's just like, you slowly worked your way up and that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I don't think that there's a lot of good mentors out there. I, I, I acknowledge that. And I think to be a real mentor, you have to want your student to be better than you. And with the mm. ego in our world or our, our yoga world, sorry. Um, it's just rare, you know, yeah. like I think what you have to want people to be better than you to really give them your all. And if you're all about yourself, that's really hard to do. But I look at the flip side of the coin with this younger generation where I'm like, okay, if you're smart and you hustle, there's more information out there. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe we had it asked backwards. Like maybe you should be worried about your money first so that you can put your passion into grow growing. You still have to have some like drive, which I see a lack of, 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, people want to do this on the weekend instead of cover a class when they have an opportunity or they don't jump at chance. So I, I don't know. I get like torn about it all. Like, I think there should be a happy medium. And also like, I look at like, you know, think about when you started teaching, like if you got a hundred bucks for a class baller, right? Yeah. What's a hundred bucks right now isn't a hundred bucks back then. Mm-hmm. So you kind of look at numbers and I'm like, well, this teacher's getting 7,500 bucks a class. And I'm like, that's great for a new teacher, but mm-hmm. it's also like in Los Angeles, maybe it's not, or like yeah. different places, you know, like I hear different prices and there's so much, it's, it's very like interesting when we talked about pay on Instagram or all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, just to like, try to get a different scope of lens on it. Like mm-hmm. maybe yeah. I'm not right on this. Maybe yeah. I'm right in that I think people don't want to work or grind or mm-hmm. hustle, but I don't know. And, and, you know, then my friend was like, well, well, we made it. And I'm like, well, yes, barely. we did. <laughs> we worked really hard. We barely made it. And you're still at that point talking about point whatever percent that succeed mm-hmm. after all these years instead yeah. of yeah. dipping out. So like lucky sperm club, basically, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. for yoga or what, what have you. So uh, I don't know. I think there's just like, there's no right or wrong, but I definitely see a lack of work ethic in the lower generation or just an ego to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're worried about the music or the flashy sequence. Um, one of the things that I talk to teachers about when I want to like hire them or I mentor them or, or I don't want to hire them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, what are you working on in your teaching? Mm-hmm. And you would be shocked how many people don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can you not be working on anything? How, how yeah. is that possible? Right? Like what, what's, what do you mean? You're just kind of cruising. Like that's, that's a terrible space to live in as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing such a disservice to your teacher or to your students. Sorry. And, uh, and even like, even when people are like, Oh, I'm good on that. You know, I, I talked to a teacher that was like, yeah, I I'm good on anatomy. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Like where, I, I don't know. There's, yeah. There's, well, there's, yeah. there's definitely a balance there. I'm, I don't want to go too into like working for corporate because Bradshaw and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I used to work for a corporate chain. They would, um, send in people to like audit my classes essentially. And then afterwards be like, are you open to feedback? And I'm like, yes. I'm always like, yes. Cause I'm like, I don't think that I know everything. I'm never going to think that every class that I teach is going to be the best class ever. Like, there's always going to be something, especially me. I'm very self-critical and I overthink everything. I'm like, I'm probably going to like go to sleep at night thinking about how I forgot to do something on the left side or whatever it is. Um, cause I will beat myself up more yeah. than anyone else. And I would listen to all this feedback and it's so subjective and it'll be like things that people are telling me that I'm like, okay, they haven't been teaching as long as I have, but I don't want to be closed off to the feedback. So I'm like sitting there yeah. nodding and listening, but there's also, in my opinion, like, okay, I'm, I'm intentionally doing things this way. Cause I like it this way. And this is my style and I don't want to change that. And that's just not going to be your integrity as a teacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not going to be for everyone. So I I always find, I guess myself in like inner conflict when thinking about like, you know, listening to that feedback from a studio that I'm working for and like 
Yeah. How much can you just accept as like, this is me, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to keep consistent. And then what is always the thing you try to improve on? Right. I think that there's also different people that you respect for like when you take my class, Gianna, well, one, I know that you're going to be honest. Yeah. So that's helpful. You know, where you're just like, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It's like, you're a little fast. Don't, yeah. You don't do that. that. <laughs> too fast here. Just like, like I would like there, like yeah. I really take in that feedback. If it's just some like random fucking person, I mean, yeah, no, you know me, yeah. the chances of me taking that feedback can be totally feedback in general is interesting because like if it doesn't come if if the top doesn't take feedback mm. then there's no point in pretending there's a culture of it right and i find a lot of companies feedback starts from the middle down mm, which is why so it's such a it's good kind point. of horse shit right and and then there's like because we're big on feedback at camp and we have a lot of these different conversations and i'm like okay so one way that I heard taking feedback that I really like, and especially if you respect the person, um, but even, you know, like is ask them what one thing could I have changed to make that class better mm -hmm. instead of opening up this whole thing. And then it's yeah. still going to be subjective. Um, but it's like one of those things where you all of a sudden have an, a question that you get an answer to. And you're like, okay, I can think about that one thing instead of, Cause like, if you give me three things and like two are smart and one, I'm like, Oh, why did you say that? That doesn't make sense. You know, then all of a sudden I don't really like, I haven't heard any of it. And, and then there's this interesting part about feedback too. Like I have a really good friend of mine um, and he just wants to be heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And most people just want to be heard. They don't want advice. They want to be heard. No, is it dice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't name this one, but he just wants to stand on his soapbox and give you advice and uh, tell yeah. you this and that. And I'm just like, whatever. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, for every person that speaks up about their opinion on something or an mm -hmm. experience, like, Hey, it was too hot in that room. That was too fast. That was too slow. Um, there's a lot of people that didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. that felt similar coming back mm -hmm. to our original thing about like our experience is not that unique right yeah. like it is but it isn't and so it is an opportunity to be like okay what what would that mean if that was correct what could I change and then even if it's just like okay all of a sudden I hear like two or three people be like class is too hot and I just pay attention over the next few weeks and I'm like people are gassing out maybe I need yeah. to change the temperature or do a slower warm up or those things. Whereas it's really easy to be like, no, it's not, it's 86 degrees. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, or I like it hot and they're like, well, okay. Um, and that's like a pretty, not the best example of feedback like that, but like, um, you know, all of a sudden you'll hear like people say like, thank you for saying please or mm -hmm. little things that you start to hear little feedbacks. And I'm like, okay, like, it's just an opinion, but it's good to know because I'm sure other people feel similar mm -hmm. or like, oh, you sound, you know, using this word is comes off really crass. And mm -hmm. then you're like, OK, maybe I should make an effort not to say that word. You mm -hmm. know, like I'm always like I say fuck when I teach and I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, OK, my bad. Well, I think there's a little bit of a, a difference because even your polls and exactly. what you're talking about is like it's like market research where you're trying to learn more about your customer essentially and how you can mm -hmm. serve your yoga students better. 
and yeah. verse versus on um, you know the higher the higher ups at whatever yeah. corporation mm-hmm. just because they had so and so from Michigan tell you that it needs to be this way you know make sure you do it this yeah. way well Gian um, and I talk about this a lot because we've done a lot of tr- like training again in San Francisco the yoga in the United States to me is different east coast midwest to uh west coast it's very different yeah well tell me tell me your take on the difference okay so um this is just a preference i'm not a big chanter i got i got really uncomfortable specifically when like young white girls are chanting that are like 24 who just got a 200 hour training like i i know it just doesn't land well with me it feels I just don't like the way it feels. It's very bhakti oriented. Yeah, which I'm just like all okay. these fucking, you know, tech people chanting, you know, Om Shanti is just fucking weird to me. Right, right. You know, and so in yeah. and I found that I found that a lot on the West Coast. Um in the Midwest, I feel like it's uh it's hmm, what's the word that I want to use? It, but but it, San Francisco is West Coast. Are you saying LA? Because I think it's so different. L.A. and San Francisco. I haven't so done a lot of yoga. I have not done a lot. of. I practice in, in L.A., but not as much as I have in San Francisco. That was totally, my experience. Totally. West Coast and San Francisco in the Midwest. It feels um, it, it just feels more straightforward. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the way that we live our lives. Like it's like people are like, you know, focus on your breath. But it's like, you know, the teacher. 90% of the time is not going to give like a big Dharma talk on, you know, I, I'll right. say this. I think Midwest is watered down. I'm, I don't want to be insulting to the Midwest, but it's definitely mm. watered down and made more like palatable for people just like needing an entry point for something. Which I, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's right. a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, right. but I just wanted User to say friendly. it that way. Yeah. It's watered down. I think, um, LA, cause I think I might, I, I'm an outsider to LA and you are, you have been in it. And you, my perception is, I think there's different communities, different vibes, but like when I was, when I was there, I was practicing at yoga works. I've been to both locations and I had like, I took a bunch of teachers. I found standouts, but at that time, uh, I really liked commune that was in Highland Park. So I was, I also was like traveling Patrick out and there Carling. Yeah, and practicing with Patrick and Carling. And then I was yeah. also at Brian Kest's donation based on the other end of Santa Monica. And then I, I don't remember the name of it for the life of me, but what was the one that was more like Bhakti near in Santa Monica that closed down and there, there'd it's be a lot Bhakti. of like- it was called Bhakti. Oh, okay. Bhakti yeah. So I went to that was the tri- the chanty place, right? Yeah. So I've been there a bunch of times. I feel like I would handpick a certain, you know, number yeah. of people. I did tell this story. I auditioned at Yoga Works because I thought I was going to stay in LA and live there. And yeah. it was the most ridiculous audition of my life. And I, I don't want to repeat the story, but just for you, <laughs> but they, they have like 50 something people. They made us pick a pose out of a hat and I got warrior two and I had like four seconds. Yeah. So I was like, how will you ever know? Yeah. Yeah, how like the hell gonna, space, yeah. lead the room. I will never understand who they hired from that audition. Cause I was like, I think we all kind of just were average. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, like what you're paying 20 bucks to spend time with somebody, right. To be told what to do by somebody. And I think yeah. like the gist of what you're saying comes down to just like probably a conversation you guys have all the time. Like yoga is a teacher dependent thing it's so Mm -hmm. depends on the person Mm. and I think you can get a vibe for what that person's like like do I want to be near them like I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys as owners have had people audition you're like 
you're lovely, but your voice is really obnoxious, right? Mm. Like, <laughs> I, I can't hire you. Or like, you know, people can, that stick around, you're like, hey, you're, I don't have a problem with you, but I know you're not going to do well. Um, and I think a lot of that you can figure out. But yeah, the audition process in general is weird. Like you should be able to take somebody's class in, mm-hmm. in the wild instead of this weird pressure situation where yeah. half the teacher's are just trying to stick out and teach something silly anyways because to be yeah. different. Yeah. And then it's kind of like no one's in their comfort zone. It's not a real, real atmosphere. Auditions in general mm-hmm. are pretty whack, you know? Yeah, it is. It's depending on the format. And we, we should have a whole episode about this actually. But I before we get into like our funny stories, I wanted to ask one other question to go back to like the mentorship. Wait, you, did, you, didn't, you didn't talk about what? East Coast. Oh, East Coast. Okay. So I, being from New York, I have two different experiences. Like I got hooked in the Bikram world. And so I, this was early, early 2000s. That was my entry point. And I would practice with one of Bikram's friend, friends who was super abusive. So my- it Seems like he had a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, that was like um, one experience, but then also the Jiva Mukti was a different experience. Now I yeah. have been out of New York um, for a really long time, but I will say Jiva Mukti has a bit of bhakti in it. There's some harmonium chanting, but it's also like very specific. And I yeah. felt also like obviously culty vibes. And I had like some of the worst experiences bringing in friends, like yeah. my friends who would leave and be like, that was so weird. I felt like I was in trouble. I never want to go back. Cause like a teacher will ask your name and be like, Rachel, don't do this. Put your, I said, put your foot down, not do that. Like there's a lot of like reprimanding in my experience. And it's like that strict authoritative style of teaching, but they, they do start sometimes with chanting, with harmonium, with like stories. Also on the East coast, there's like, cause Baron Baptiste is from Boston. So there's a huge, huge, huge power yoga. I think it's less mm-hmm. than it used to be, but like, especially in the early 2000s, I would say like, you know, 2005 to 2015 is just like tons and tons of all Baptiste power yoga studios. A lot of tons. Yeah. They're like, what are your goals? What are your goals? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of change that's happened that I can't speak to. So my, I know my, um, opinion of East coast is outdated, yeah. but I, I have a lot of friends that are in the yoga teacher world, teaching world there that do really well and are at studios I've never heard of and all of right. that. And I, my, my friends from New York say that what we call invigorating, they call exhausting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that. that it's just a little different. LA is very, very, I feel like there's a, everyone's just like fit they like drink smoothies no, and like I literally so I spend like... a lot of time on the west coast but only a little time in LA and I'm like I consider myself you know a really cute tatted homosexual but when I went there I, when I when I was in LA I was like I'm actually a piece of shit I'm a piece of shit trash I should literally go crawl into a hole I'm just like there were so many there were some men that were so hot there I was just like that's disgusting. Like it was actually. <laughs> You're like, I, I know like, you haven't eaten in ages. Yeah, I'm just like, are you a real person? <laughs> like, I, I, when you say that, I hear it in the voice of like the dad in Succession. Like you are not real people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, oh my god. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. Well, what's like, what's the difference between power yoga and vinyasa for you guys? 
Uh, I think that those have really kind of fused. I think that I think that power yoga is vinyasa. I think that it, the way that I was taught is that it's a more vigorous vinyasa with lots of chaturangas. Okay. So I don't know. I'm like thinking like power according to like Brian Kest or like yeah, but that's, that's kind of the same. I, I mean, I think that. I mean, what do you consider power? So I, are you talking power like coined power or just using the no, word? Like, like, like power yoga. Because like you'll see, yeah, you'll see people write power yoga or vinyasa, yeah, yeah. right? Like for me, power is is really long linking sequences. Yeah. You know, five, seven, eight, ten poses um, and a faster pace, right? Yeah. With less emphasis on alignment. But I have taken classes or in, in other areas when I visit and they'll call what they'll call vinyasa is basically just that there's not much teaching mm. in my mind. Vinyasa has some, a little more and again, alignment element, just opinion, their opinions, not facts, you know, mm. and mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll, I'm just as highbrow about certain things as anybody, but like, I just think there's a little more intelligence in vinyasa and power. Yeah. You're just kind of going, it's, it's kind of like what you're saying about a watered down version. It's just mm -hmm. like, you know, it's accessible and accessible is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think that like any of the definitions of, of stuff and it, it's so intermingled now that it's mm -hmm. tough to get an answer. And that's yeah. like, that's one of the things, like you look at like a berries, right? Like you go mm -hmm. to berries, you know what you're getting. Yes. You even look at some of these like yoga chains that I, I don't care for, but mm -hmm. you know what you're getting, even if it's yeah. that 24 year old girl yeah of course boy, of course it's consistent or, or person you know whatever um but it's consistent and we do lose that a lot in in yoga in especially in like quality like you can't mm -hmm. emulate some of the some of the other people mm -hmm. um so yeah even the definition like it's yoga is the most subjective thing and then it gets objectified by yeah. like opinions of it and you're like bro just 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 stop it. Like, I think mm -hmm. when we come back, like coming back to what we we're talking about, like the mobility part where everyone's saying all this, like, I think yoga gets undersold for what I think it's like amazing for. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like, it calms you down. It teaches you to breathe. It helps with your blood pressure, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like these sorts of aspects, like it's stretchy. It's for me, like, I'm obsessed with jujitsu. I have been since before I started, or, you know, since high school, it, it brings me back to center. It lets me do that. And like, there's this guy who takes my class and he shows up in Tevas and he plays basketball at the Y. It's fucking mm -hmm. awesome. Just happy as fuck. He's just like a golden retriever, but bald. And he, <laughs> uh, he has this like analogy where he, he refers to his piggy bank. So his piggy bank mm -hmm. is his body. And every time he takes yoga, he's putting a quarter in his piggy bank. Mm -hmm. And every time he plays basketball, he's taking a quarter out. And mm -hmm. when we just look at it as like the base thing, like it is fitnessy. I think if you're just going for fitness, there's better things you can do. Um, but like all encompassing, like it's a really amazing practice. If you just look like you feel better when you leave than when you went in. Yeah. And if you can take it a step back and make that your goal, yoga is awesome is it mm -hmm. everything no, no not even yeah. close yeah. right like i think it's one of these things that just like gets undersold because mm -hmm. that's not really a good pitch right yeah <laughs> i, yeah. If you're I gonna think, do one thing that's oh i i think that 
sometimes when I get into like the semantics or the ego of like me as a teacher, I just remember Bradshaw, as long as people are moving and breathing, we're okay. Yeah. You know, and like even, if I get like, so, cause sometimes I'll just get, you know, Gianna and I think are both can get nerve. I'm like, if you fucking lift your toes in chair, I'm going to fucking kill you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that like, <laughs> just oh, like totally. take a deep breath. And, and, stuff and it's like, like yeah. But, like the Chaturanga Nazis. It's like, yeah, dude, take a, take a step back. If you know what a vinyasa is, all it is, is a yoga version of a burpee. Yeah. from Iyengar and Patabi seeing British soldiers do burpees when they invaded, when yeah. they occupied India. You know, like there's so much, they do the right side first because that's the masculine side. It's actually like a misogyny, like it's very yeah. like yeah. patriarchal if you look at it that way. Um, there's like original yo like yogis were carny folk that would go from town mm -hmm. to town and perform and get money and teach bro science mm. about what the breathwork was doing. They told people that they could stop their heart. You know, uh, mm. Krishnamacharya, when they got, went into his house, what did they find? They found European gymnastic books mm -hmm. that had the modern yoga poses in them. You know, like it's, and at the end of the day, like I'll shit on some of these brands that I, that I don't like to practice just because I think it kind of dumbs down the value of our profession. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if somebody goes to do that yoga, I'd, I'm cool with that over them yeah. doing no yoga. Nothing. So yeah. like, so fuck me for being an asshole about it. Because if you feel good because you go to a hot class and you feel better when you leave, good for you. Who am I to say yeah. that that's whack? Yeah. And I, yeah. I personally love carny folk. <laughs> bro my family is very trailer so yeah <laughs> so oh my goodness i my family too i mean my sister uh um... carny folk that's just so funny to me your sister's not carny well, she's very little and she does ninja warrior oh, i don't yeah, know she true, does all true. kinds of tricks and stuff um okay well we are just nearing the hour i feel like i had okay. so much so many questions that I still have for you. We're like, I'm wondering very briefly, this could be a yes or no. Has your teacher and Vinny or like these teachers that you regard as mentors, have they ever put in like the 20 class plus a, 20 classes a week plus grind? Oh, have they yeah, done that? For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, Has I'll, Jason do you think? I, so Jason came to visit when I, when he was at um, yoga view and I remember when I assist Anna and I assisted oh, him yeah, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. We were in the car and I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I got to go teach. And he's like, how many classes are you teaching this week? And I was like, 23. And he's like, good. That's what it takes. Yeah. That's literally what he's that's literally what he said to me. I was like, I'm exhausted. He's like, yeah, that's what it takes. I think he taught like that for about 12 years. And you don't overthink it when you teach that much. You don't overthink it. And all of a sudden your teaching becomes better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I, we've, we've both done and we've talked about it and being burnout and all that, but I just always associate for some reason, like their schedules with being like five classes a week, but they had glow and they had, you know, whatever it was like, glow wasn't them around. For the no, Jason, Jason was no, teaching, and, I think for like over a decade, okay. he was teaching okay. like 24. He said he, I think he was teaching, I don't know, like 16 public classes and like five privates or something. Hey, I think this yeah. makes everything more hopeful. Like there's, there's, the <laughs> Yeah, there's hope for the struggling yoga teacher out there. <laughs> totally. Okay, well, I know in our years of teaching, we probably have come across a ton of funny moments. So yeah. 
We end each episode with a funny story, whether it's from a student experience or a teaching experience. And if you want, we can start with a funny story while you oh, let, you're go for to- it. I'm trying. Okay. I got a bunch of them, so let me get some inspo by you. Okay, okay. I'll tell. I'll tell a recent one. Um, okay. Right. I'm currently in South Florida. I've been here for um, on and off for some time now, and. I thought for a second, I was like, let me see if I can make teaching in Florida work. And I don't, we didn't even talk about South Florida yoga scene, but oh, my I'm, God. I know, I know about that. The place that I used, I used to live here back in like 2015 and work at a place that closed down. So I kind of have to like start over a little bit. Yeah. Um, side note for everyone listening to this, I'm, I'm not staying in Florida. So one day the class that I was going to, to take as a student, the teacher did not show up. And so it was a no show. And there was like a room full of people waiting and it was like 10 minutes after the hour. And so I go to the desk. I'm like, Hey, teacher's still not here. Like what's going on. There's like some teenager at the desk doesn't know what's happening. And I was like, Oh, well, I have the manager's number. Like the manager knows that I'm a teacher. I can step in if they want me to, but like, I had not auditioned here. I do not work here. I call the teacher. He says, yes, thank you. Please teach the class. So now I teach a class that I went to, to take at a place that I do not work at. <laughs> and <laughs> and subbing okay. sucks. So I, I feel for you already. And I, and I'm subbing, I'm subbing last minute. These people now at this time have been like waiting 15 minutes for the class to start. They don't even care. And I was like, do you guys still want the hour? I'll go over 15 minutes. If you do, they did. So anyway, I gave them the full hour. There was only six people in the class. I was number six. So that means I was teaching to five people, only five oh, people in this that's class. Brutal too. Okay. So out of the five people, one of them sent me a message, found me on Instagram was like, I absolutely loved your class. That was an amazing class. I would love to see you at that studio. Are you going to be teaching there? I was like, I don't know. I just got to town and maybe they'll hire me, whatever. So she writes them an email. She sent me a picture of the email. I was like, oh, that was so nice of you, whatever. And then like all this stuff happens where uh, they're like, oh, well, we're auditioning someone else. Why don't you come to this audition? I'm sorry. This is going to be a long story that why don't you come to this audition? I was like, are they auditioning me? I don't know. Anyway, they do not audition me. They have me come to an audition to be the student while they audition someone else. She never got hired. Hold on. I never got hired. Hold on. So this shit only happens to her. I I swear. I swear. They tell this teacher 30 minutes and it was, guess how long it was? It was like over an hour. I was, I kept looking back to be like, when are they going to stop him? They never stopped him. Also, he was wearing shorts with no underwear. So like, I just saw everything and I was really, really not okay with that. And he gave, and he gave me the worst assist of my life. So, and when he went to go assist me in pigeon, I was just like, stop. Cause I have hip injuries. I was like, I was like, please don't like, assist stop. me in pigeon. But anyway, stop. they got hired. And so then a couple of months later, I was like, how is the studio's reviews? Cause I'm just like curious, like, are they doing well or whatever? So I go onto their reviews. And for that one <sighs> class that I accidentally taught, I had two five-star reviews that said that I was amazing. They love my class. It was different. It was refreshing. It was challenging. It was great. Like singing my praises. So out of the five people that were in the class, I got two good reviews and an email and was not hired for some reason. <laughs> I was like, what kind of business decision is this? But okay. So now I don't go there. Anymore. But G, didn't you tell me that there was like a teacher who literally like the class was 60 minutes and she taught for like 90 and she's like, I lost track of time. 
that is such that's that's one of my pet peeves like I one you that. don't you don't get paid more i know no. what do you do no, that was and one like, of the owners she she, she was yeah, like i'll just, get it right one day i'm like Ooh. it's just like saying that your time is more important than someone else period my mine's really mine's really quick, which kind of relates to yours. G is I I taught at this place that was that is a a chain in Chicago, specifically in Chicago. I actually think they're in Austin now. I'm not sure, but um, very like workout oriented culture, and yeah. I just taught like a very um strong what I consider a strong vinyasa class in the review after the class was like, she gave it like three stars. She's like, it, it was like good if you want like real yoga. <laughs> You're like score. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was literally a yoga class. Uh, the reviews sometimes literally kill me. It's so funny. Yeah. That's oh, a really I mean, the reviews one. and that kind of like class pass Groupon culture are the worst. You know? Yeah. Hey, well, I'm I have pay five dollars a... and then I'm gonna give a review. You're like, no, 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 it doesn't work yeah. that way. One or the other. I have a character that I do on Instagram called Class Pass Girl, and she's really popular. Oh, class <laughs> he pass. just makes fun of class. Bro, class, class pass is the worst. There's a somebody on that took my class, and they said that class was great, <laughs> but it was like being in a chicken farm because <laughs> the mats were so close. And I was oh, just like, yeah. I can't even hate on that. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you, and and this was somebody who's been to my mat to mat like my busy classes for years and i'm like something hit a switch you're like all right whatever but there's yeah. like i don't know yoga so all right i have one that i think it's funnier because i had a couple friends in the room so okay. i'm gonna preface with that okay. but um <laughs> i go through phases of giving adjustments and not giving adjustments and i'm always really careful um i actually tend to give more same-sex adjustments um, mm -hmm. just as like a straight male, I'm like, there's like a weird respect thing, unless I know the people or I'll always ask anyways, yeah, that has nothing know, yeah. to do with the story, but, um, so I was teaching and I'm in class and I have a couple buddies in the back and my buddies always come to class and I always just guessed them have for years. Like I'm like my jujitsu friends and these are like some bros. And so the whole class is fine. It's pretty hot. And then in class, I lead to Danyarasana. And so I teach Shalabhasana. And um, there was somebody, and then I had known this person, and I was like, oh, do you want an adjustment? And she's like, yeah. And so she goes into Danyarasana, and I sit on her feet to give her an adjustment, and she farts. And, <laughs> but it was like, do you know when you, are trying to hold in a fart and it kind of seeps out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and so it wasn't yeah. like, she, it wasn't like, it was like, like it started. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. You can't laugh. And I, and, you can't and laugh. I can't laugh. And I yeah. turn my head and my buddies are, are just dying. And, oh my and so I'm like, all right, what do I do? So I grab my shirt and I start oh biting my, my shirt to hold it in. But because she tried to hold it, it dragged on. Oh, my God. This is like a nightmare. <laughs> until, until yeah. like, I, I mean, in my mind, it lasted two and a half minutes. It probably lasted 10 <laughs> seconds, you know? But to, to fart and, for 10 seconds is a long time, though. I mean, it was just, it dragged <laughs> out to the point where I was mortified. I'm biting my shirt. My buddies are laughing. Oh. The whole class starts laughing. Oh. And this poor girl is just like, 
mortified. Oh my and God, so, that's so bad. She never I, came back. <laughs> no, she came back. She was okay. okay. But like, she like screamed. But like, She's like, I, I put, just so, shit myself. So I put them into child's pose after. <laughs> and she gets up and leaves. And oh. everyone's just dying laughing. And uh, and like at the end of class, I just like had to make a joke out. I was like, who doesn't laugh at a good fart? Like fart jokes yeah. are hysterical, right? And the whole class yeah. is dying laughing. We're just like, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Aww. It's kind of wow. like I have a friend, he was teaching a class and he's big on Navasanas. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. he was teaching a workshop, I forget where. And one of his students shit themselves in Navasana. No. Like a legit, yeah, like full on. <laughs> I think they like went to fart and they pooped, like literally shit themselves and got like up and solid left. poop, like solid like, poop, or like, like diarrhea. I don't know if it, I mean poop, like brown stuff, like like not a fart and like it splattered on left, the mat, right? like a shark. So oh. goes out, leaves. God. Yeah, I think like shark turned worse, right? And shark turned goes worse. Out, it's shit. Shark turn worse. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> and she goes out and she changes and comes back in and finishes class. And my oh. buddy is just like, he's very like, he's very like alpha male. And he's like, I have nothing but respect for you. And like the class gave her a round of applause and she kept doing it and she finished the class. And I was like, good for you. Like people need to stop caring so much. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Bodies I literally weird. today, I mean, this happens to me all the time, but I teach a lot of early morning classes at like 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And, and I like, I'll drink my coffee and like I ate late the night before. Like, and all of a sudden I'm like, I got a shit. It happened to me today. Yeah. I was like, it was like, I have to shit while they're in Shavasana or I'm going to shit on them. You're you're famous for I'm famous for leaving during Shavasana taking a shit within three minutes coming back. The Shavasana song ends and I'm just like, yeah, but why don't you just like do it half, halfway through class, give them three B's on their own and turn up the music. Three B's. <laughs> that'll be very that'll be very three drunk. B's on your own. Duck out. Come on back. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah, literally. Okay, I literally just any- don't teach the class. I'm like, I'll run your own. I'll be back. <laughs> This is the thing about Bradshaw and we could end on this note. He does the least amount of work and gets paid the most. He always finishes. He I like to finish his class. He doesn't teach a 60 minute. Every class is like 52 minutes. No, that's not true. That is not true. Yeah, you literally shortchange everything. Who cares? All my students know I start five minutes late and I never end late. It's fine. Yeah. But but I, I don't I don't know you guys well enough, but Bradshaw seems pretty fucking fun. So yeah, it's the same thing. People want to be around you. It's a great, yeah. it's great. If you can connect with people, that's all, that's all they want. That's all people sure. want, right? Yeah. Sure. I think Bradshaw's um, my, on a micro level, you're, you're like, sh- like we're not Instagram popular, but he's very, very popular in real life. That's like better. your classes that's are better. always packed. You like 70 uh, on a Saturday packed room. Yeah. Like- well, because word of mouth is the only way to grow a class. It's all word of mouth. It's not socials, you know. I know a lot. Oh of my god, we talk about it all so the time. So like, also, it's so all word of mouth. We don't have the experience of like knowing that, and we just have local popularity. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So. Whatever. All right. Thank but, you did- very much, Gianna. Gianna, <laughs> uh, she just said something really nice about me. Uh, she's an okay teacher, and we <laughs> shut up. I literally she's, teach she's, you. she's literally the great. Sometimes I'm like, Gianna, what does that mean? She's like, we literally taught that in training. I'm like, oh yeah. I forgot. 
Okay. You, he literally looks at our 200 hour manual. I'm like, you're annoying. Um, okay. So Calvin, thank you so much. I don't want to take up any more of your no, time, no but worries. let, let people know where they can find you. And if you have anything um, you want to promote. Nah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Calv monster is my name. Um, if you message any stuff, I'll, I try to respond. Um, I teach at camp. I teach online for a couple businesses, but, but like, no, I'm, I'm, I just wanted to come on and chat. I'm not trying to promote anything. And, and uh, hopefully I wasn't too ranty with you guys. Cause that I just like talk. Cal monster. monster. Wow. C-A-L-V-M-O-N-S-T-E-R. <laughs> I need to go to jujitsu with you. I need to go to jujitsu and we can bro out. <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, I'm here with Calv Monster. Yeah, but you you want to wrestle people just to get close to Gianna, men, do not say that. Do not say he that. Just needs, hey, the man just needs a hug. There's nothing Literally. Wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, on that note, you have a lovely day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for the chat. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Bye. Bye. You got your ball, you got your chain tied to me tight. I'll lean up again. <laughs> Sound just like him. <laughs>